Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I'm TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, how we doing, man? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I, I would love to be positive. I usually like to start the show with some kind of positivity or energy or enthusiasm one way or the other and Ah, crap, man. Crap. It's it's right been now. a tough week in it's been a tough week in Ravens fandom. Couple started weeks. On, Let's be real. Couple weeks well, now. Yeah. I mean yep. just, and it just seems to be compounding. <sighs> week starts on I mean, let's, Monday let's night. Talk, I, mean, I mean, let's not even talk about Monday night for a second. Going into Monday night. Before we even got to Monday night, after we recorded our last podcast. We lost Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters for the season. Yeah. In the same practice, back-to-back plays. And it's crazy because you look at, you know, there was that, you know, wired um, with, uh, you know, when Dobbins got hurt. And there's that whole conversation Mm -hmm. where it's like a pretty, pretty uh, profound conversation to be honest with you, between Harbaugh and I think it's Anthony Levine and, and maybe Lamar. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's it, and it's really, you know, and Harbaugh is really upset about having played Dobbins at all and this, that, and the other. And it was, it was amazing how the players, nah, this could have happened in practice and blah, blah, blah. And what do we see that following week? But Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters go down untouched in practice, both with blown knees, out for the season. And we can go into the game now, but it only gets worse from there, really. Yeah, I mean, in addition to the loss, I mean, the, the injuries continue to pile up. We lose Tyree Phillips for the year. Uh, Chris Westry now has a meniscus tear. Um, Hollywood Brown has missed a couple practices in a row. Ronnie Stanley looks like he's going to miss some time. It's uh, it's looking pretty bleak. I, I mean, yeah. just dropping like flies uh, all over the roster, both offense and defense, at positions that are already thin, which is yeah. which is the tough and, part. And I have to add. And we can get into this more when we get into our positives and negatives that we're going to format this particular pod. But let's just say the offensive play calling left a lot to be desired in my Yeah, yeah, we could definitely talk about that because, like you said, a lot to be desired, a lot left to be desired. Uh, a lot of questions that I have uh, for, for some of the play called, you know, in response to how the game was going and, and the very consistent pressure that the Raiders were getting. But, um, yeah, Raiders beat the Ravens 33-27 to 27 in overtime. Tough loss. Uh, and, honestly, like, a very unnecessarily extended overtime uh, because the Raiders shot themselves in the foot and I lost another half hour of sleep. That was unbelievable. I, yeah. I couldn't believe they did that. Uh, just everything about the interception the game was sucked. insane. Just the fact that 
you look, I was already salty. You know I was salty about Monday Night Football. I hate Monday Night Football. It, to me, is just a waste to be up that late on a – to keep people up that late on the East Coast on a, a work evening, the start of the week is so freaking stupid in my mind <laughs> and unnecessary. I'm an old man. I hate it. But I was up till like, 1 o'clock. Yeah. Crappy football game that was really long with terrible commercials. And you know what? It, it's just like, come on, man. I, it, it's bad enough that the Ravens lost. I'm sure the rest of America loved it because it, it was a wacky, wild, you know, back and forth game. So great. I guess, sure, America wins in prime time. But that sucked all the way overall. And I just. Oh, yeah. Go down uh, away it went down. Overtime injuries. Marlon Humphrey gives up a game-winning touchdown in overtime. Like what? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, okay. Let's let's start with some positives. And I want to. And this is going to end up being a. This is going to end up being a long discussion uh, with with some positives and negatives sprinkled into the positive section. Um, the offense, um, not great, but I will say 27 points should win you a football game, right? That's a positive. Agreed. 27 points Agreed. is good enough to win a game, right? That's a positive. They scored 27 that points. That is a positive. They scored some points. You know, they're, it, we we moved the ball somewhat in ways that we have wanted to move the ball. That makes any sense. You know, the the way that uh, Lamar was getting the ball to both Sammy Watkins and Hollywood was was the kind of wide receiver play we've been wanting to see for years. Yes, so agreed. I thought the wide receivers were point good. Out if you want to point out the positives, they are two glaring positives. Um, both the play of, of Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins. They were phenomenal. Great debut for Sammy Watkins. We couldn't have asked for more. Um, well, I guess we could have, considering we lost. But <laughs> that's, that's no knock on Sammy. On Sammy. Um, you know, I just... Anyway, we'll stop there. They're, they're two of my positives, for sure. Yes. Any, any, anywhere were, else you want to go? I felt like I has two positives. Uh, let's see. Bradley Bozeman, no bad snaps. That's a positive. Okay, I like that's, that. That's that's positive. growth. You know what? Right? Two, so that's two. two really nice grabs by Patrick Ricard in big spots. Yes, that that they were big time catches. I don't I don't think much of Patrick Ricard as a pass catcher, but I'll tell you what, if he's Gonna start making catches like that? I want to sign that boy boy up to an extension because that's pretty freaking ridiculous. He made some really nice grabs for a three hundred. Very run. impressive, yeah. Some really impressive grabs from him, like extended away from the body and like, yeah. yeah. He like I, I texted you after one of his catches over the middle where he extended, and I was like, oh man, like I thought that was Andrews, and um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty impressive for yeah. three hundred pound, you know. So. uh Adding so that was the, good. Uh, offensive That's three, three positives. Tyson Williams' debut, I thought, was still really good. 
Um, did he dominate or do anything absolutely fabulous? I don't know that you could say that, but I'll tell you what, his 35 yard touchdown run was pretty freaking fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nine carries, 65 yards. He also had three receptions, excuse me, three receptions for 29 yards, uh, including one for 21. I mean, it targeted four times. So, you know, he only, he, he generally produced when they threw him the ball. I mean, he delivered big time for me. I'm surprised he didn't get the ball more in the second half. I was a little disappointed how often. Latavius Murray seemed to be getting the rock down the stretch. I really didn't understand that. I guess it was Harbaugh, you know, trusting the veteran not to give up the game, which I guess I understand, but I don't know. To me, Tyson Williams is the guy that's been on the team. He knows the plays. He had just signed Latavius Murray on Friday. I, I really didn't understand giving him as many carries as he did. But with that said, we're sticking to the positives. I thought I thought Tyson Williams had a heck of a debut. Yeah, with what he got, I think he was good for sure. He very like you said, productive when he touched the ball. It like and and the touchdown run was very nice, good balance, good power, good burst. Um, he looked like he belonged, which was which was good to see. Um, Let's see. Any other positives? Ben Powers? How do we feel about Ben Powers? I think he was not noticed, and that's probably yeah, a good thing for a left guard. I don't, I'll be honest for, with you. For I, coming I'm in not, for a... I don't, I don't think much of my, of any of the offensive line performances, um, so I'm not sure I can be terribly positive. All right, so maybe new, the, neutral, the no neutral at best. Yeah, neutral, neutral at best. And no bad, no bad snaps. So, nice job, Bradley Bozeman. Um, I am going to say there were some very good things that Lamar did in the game. There were some yes. bad, um, but not his, I, be- not his best game, but he still had his Lamar moments, you know, for yes. sure. He had his moments. I think like the ball coming out of his hand was like zipping. And I know like he has a yeah. good arm, but like. Some of the passes were just on a rope. They're perfect spirals. Like, I mean, the ball to Watkins was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, huge, huge throw. His run to set up the field goal to take the lead was unbelievable. The touchdown oh, pass to Hollywood geez. was – that whole play was crazy. So, like, yeah. he did some Lamar things. He was able to get the ball down the field on that play to Watkins. And that's the things, some of the things that you asked for. He did have some completions outside the numbers. That's some of the things that you asked for. Um, but maybe if we're out of positives, we can flip over to the negatives. Or are well, we out of positives? Do we wanna, oh, I what mean, about the defense? I, what about the defense? Yeah, yeah I mean, even though we gave up 33 points, there are definitely some positives on defense before we, before yeah. we start getting so negative and <laughs> moving forward. So I'll let you start. Do you have anybody? I mean, we well, let's just start. I think we we can both say thank the Lord for for blessing us with Adafi Owe. Yes, he's going to be awesome. I think they're going to try to scheme up some mm-hmm. some some rushes for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, you could he you could just amazing. see. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, no, uh, I think Calais Campbell had some nice plays. Uh, he had he had the nice swim move uh, to to f- I believe stop uh, Josh Jacobs short on a fourth and one run. Um, I think he he showed up pretty well. 
Uh, Brandon Williams, I mean, you know, it wasn't really his kind of game to play in and maybe not his kind of league to play in anymore with how much teams are throwing the ball. Um, little, well, let's see. I'm actually pretty pleased with Patrick Queen. I think he did oh, some absolutely. good things. Not, not, a, not a perfect Harrison, game, but. Yeah, I think they, I think in the, generally our young linebackers played well. We want, yeah. obviously, there were lapses across the board on the defense. That's why we gave up 33 points. But there were certainly good flashes to be seen from a lot of the young players. Queen certainly had several flashes. Um, Malik Harrison had, you know, what I would consider my pop of the week in the middle of the mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, different guys were were sort of shining throughout the game. Say totally shining, considering he still had a pretty fantastic game, meaning Darren Waller. But you know, for for being targeted 19 times as much as he was, the Ravens were successful defending him nine of those times. So it's hard to really. I mean, he's a monster. I mean, just a yeah, monster. he's unbelievable. So I can't. I mean, the fact that he only had 105 yards and a touchdown with with his 10 targets, somewhat to me, that's a win for for a guy that's that good and was dominating us that much throughout the game. I actually think that that we we covered him fairly well. Um, I think the, yeah, the bigger issue was were all the really other players up. like Brian Edwards and. Hunter Renfro that were killing us. Yeah, and, and we kind of so. talked about that uh, last week, like going up, going into the game. Is yeah. that like, Waller's not the only guy on that team? They do have yeah. talented skill guys, and um, you know Edwards showed it when it mattered. Ruggs had a couple big catches, yeah. even though he was overall pretty quiet. And then of course Renfro. So and I, like okay, I I was pretty impressed by Derek Carr um, in this game. And I, I believe, I believe especially the in the two-minute drill stuff, mm-hmm. I I did not know he was as good as he was in the two-minute drill. Um, when they started bringing up those stats, I started to get nervous, and it was right. He proved me to be rightfully mm-hmm. so. He he had a heck of a game. I don't. I think Gruden's a terrible coach that he hasn't put his faith behind that guy seemingly. And honestly, I. Everything about the Raiders, I think, is so weird, and I think they are so poorly run, but I'm happy for Derek Carr if he can at least be pretty good, because he 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 showed me a lot in that game, there's no question. Yeah, for sure, and, and even the last time the Ravens played the Raiders, I believe it was in Baltimore, and, and that was a close game, and even that time, I believe, I think that's the game where Judon had three sacks in a row. I don't know. I don't know if you remember that, but I do. even that game, I like, do. yeah, overall, like, I was like, man, maybe Derek Carr is not all that bad. This game, yeah. I was pretty impressed. You know, he was he he adjusted very well. Um, you know, some overthrows in the first half, trying to trying to get the ball to Waller, but you know, once he started spreading the ball around a little bit more, you know, things loosened up and Waller got loose in the second half. And, and of course, you that know was what? Hard, that but, was a great game plan from them because we had no, we were so we were obviously so nervous about Waller. And we had no we had no way to combat him. Yeah, I don't know who really does. It, it was just it was like they were just jabbing those first couple quarters with Waller, 
and then we just started diverting so many resources to that it just opened everything else up you know yeah and then you get a lot of one-on-ones you know not not a lot of the pass rush was getting home so even yeah. if even if car was like falling away you know you had these one-on-one situations where the where the you know the Raiders wide receivers happen to go up and get the ball or or draw a PI and, or and crazy the Ravens, double moves or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, and, and the Ravens defenders were just not able to uh, to hang in there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think the Raiders offense definitely deserves their fair share of credit. Their defense definitely does, um, even though they gave up 27 points. You know, they didn't give up 33. So um, yeah, I, I think the Ra- the Raiders probably. I don't even. I don't even know. Like deserve to win, whatever is 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 like a weird thing to me. But it it was probably the right team that won uh, on Monday. Oh yeah, they no, they deserve to win. Let's face it, they absolutely deserve to win. The right team won. I mean, there's no question. It sucks, but they deserve to win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, another positive. Throwing, Justin Tucker is still good. That's good. I'm gonna throw in two other positives that are kind of be gonna be weird positives that sort of end in kind of negatives but you know i thought chris westry looked really good i know that we're going to talk about his injury in a minute but i was really impressed you know he's one of those guys that was rotating onto waller his size is really impressive i mean that's that's the guy Mm -hmm. that we would put on waller to shut him down i mean um, man that that kid hopefully we can get his knee straight and get him back the other positive (laughs) it it a uh, cannon as a gunner on defense was yeah was really really pretty he was good or on special teams rather um you know and of course now he's been claimed by the 49ers once we once we cut him and you know just okay signed, uh, i don't i didn't get it why did we cut him <laughs> i don't know either because i mean i'll be honest with you as a runner i wasn't all that impressed he didn't look like he was going to be someone that that was going to do much. I think when we initially signed him, I think it was, hey, let's get our third round back with a good special teams guy. But then we lost Gus Edwards, and then they thought, oh, crap, we really need to, like, just get a throw a bunch of shit on the wall and hope something sticks, you know? So um, I think that's kind of what happened. So when we ended up signing Murray later in the week, I think sure we we gave Cannon a chance, and I'm surprised he didn't still solidify himself for another couple weeks with that special teams play. But I I just think they're they're concerned about the offense too much to to keep him on the roster. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I you know when he had that carry, I think he had a carry get called back for a hold, but I thought he had some nice bursts to the outside on that. I, we'll see. The, the 49ers have a ton of stuff going on in running back, too. So who knows what his involvement will be in the passing game for them. But, sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I I thought, like you said, his special team's impact was enough to. I mean, it was impressive. It was stick crap. He had beaten everybody down the field. I mean, <laughs> it was, right. Wow. I mean, it was right. It was like, this guy's the fastest. He's the yeah. fastest kid alive. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other positives for for you? I thought Anthony Averett was pretty decent. Yeah. He gets he, you know, he gets much maligned. He had a very good game. Um yeah. I I would agree with that. Um Yeah. 
see if there's anybody else. I don't know. Um, For me, that might be the end of the list. That's that's probably it. And and to be honest, that's more than I thought we would get to. Yeah, agreed. Uh, <laughs> you know, DeVernay wasn't terrible. You know, on his punt returns, he did have a thirty. Dude, their punter was kicking it so far. Like his, yeah, his his return team had uh, his uh punt coverage team had no chance. So I mean, like, so they weren't that, even close. I mean, he did have the muff that he that he at least recovered. Um. But so I mean that's a positive, for sure. Yeah. But that now he's. What did I What did I send you a text about earlier? He's he's been injured too, right? Is Deverney hurt as well? I think I I think I sent that to you. Oh good lord. Oh no. Okay. Let's see. I just saw the tweet from Jeff Zrebeck. Uh, Devin Duvernay added to the injury report with a groin injury. Awesome. awesome. So he went and he went into the locker room after the special teams portion of practice. Um, yeah, not great. Great. But okay. Well, give, uh, Tylen Wallace. That may give James Prochet a shot. Exactly, James Prochet, Tylen Wallace. It's time for you guys to get uh, get some spots, whether it's in the return game or the passing game. Oh, good lord, man. Good oh, Lord. okay. Let me let me give you one more positive, and it's okay. and it's related. I thought Sam Cook was huge. He had the nice punt down inside the ten, and then his hold on the I believe it was the go ahead field goal. Yeah. Uh, to make it twenty seven twenty four. That was a fantastic catch that yeah. he made. Uh, Nick Mora was pretty good overall, but it was slightly wide, and uh, and I thought Sam Cook made an awesome catch to get to get that hold down and get the ball underrated. down for Tucker. Never be able to do something like that. I would, yeah, I would lose that ball nine times out of ten. Nine, if not ten out of ten. I mean, how he's yeah, able he to made, recover, made it look easy. adjust, get that thing down. I mean, in the perfect spot for Tucker to nail it, it and like timed perfectly, like down, boom. You know, he he like barely had it down, and Tucker was there to kick it. I mean, it's just stuff is it's it. I mean, obviously they do that; they're machines, but it's it's impressive nonetheless. No question, he would have been. Yeah, he he would have been my player of the game, to be honest with you. Had we won the game, I might have even texted you that. Cook, yeah, Sam Cook. That that play on that hold, because I believe we thought that had given us the the lead at that point, and we were hoping we were going to hold that was on. The lead with thirty something seconds, yeah. Yeah. Thirty seven seconds, I think. Jesus. <sighs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I wanted to get that in there. I thought that was a very Absolutely. underrated athletic play by Cook. That was awesome. Um. Okay, so that is now our positives and we managed to talk about 23 and a half minutes of positives just about wow and i think that's pretty good yeah that is pretty good i'm impressed that's with pretty both good. of us yeah um so maybe let's let's flip the script a little bit and, and talk about some of the things that went wrong um and let's start on offense and uh what what are some of the things you'd like to call out i think they're fairly obvious okay well I'm going to let you name the offensive line. I would like to first call out 
the offensive play calling. I don't I think understand. they're related. I think they're very related. It could be. However, when you have the pass rush that they had against us, when you have the lack of power at running back that we currently have, why, where were the designed running plays for Lamar for, like, the second half? few of his improvisations, there weren't a lot of plays that were obviously Lamar running plays. Now, did Lamar check out of those potentially, or were they busted because of the pass rush? That's possible. But we still saw did that in the second half that opened things up slightly. So why don't we do that more Especially in a game like this, not having the running backs that, that we want in the backfield right now or the the film the film familiarity price on Williams with our playbook in the running back room, why would we not do that? I it opens up the rest of the game. It provides him the ability to potentially get a little bit more of a pocket because guys are worried about him running and they're thinking about other stuff and I just, I, I'm going to stop there and let you comment because I, I'm just, I was so incredibly frustrated that throughout the game. I was too. Um, and I think the main culprit that I can identify my best guess is that familiarity between Lamar and the running backs, because that mesh point that we've heard about for years since Lamar became the starter is so important to the deception involved in the in the in the run game and in the offense overall. Without that familiarity, we saw a, a ball put on the ground. We saw um, Tyson Williams, Tyson Williams, try to you know hang on to the ball, but Lamar wanted to hold on to it, and you know some not so clean exchanges and well i I, but let me stop you there the the thing is i don't i i can't point to that though i mean i understand what you're saying sure that 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 stuff was shaky and certainly didn't work but so don't do those plays just the rollouts and the other you know other things you just give him some space to run now maybe they were maybe they were they were you know defensively allowing that but I there's got to be other ways than the, our tricky little handoffs we like to do I mean am I wrong am I being naive I just I yeah like I mean there's I gotta just, be other ways to do it yeah I'm just not sure how like you get Lamar in space if you know they know that's what's coming. I if know. there's no, if there's no uh, option or not option, if there's no you know running back that may take it or. Well, or, I guess my point is when you've got in the first half, Tyson Williams actually running the ball well. Mm-hmm. 
and he was actually an option, well, then where was the rest of the Lamar stuff to continue to open things up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, and and it, just in general, a little bit more play action, I think, yeah. helps. Like, even if you're not running the ball, like, the threat of Lamar potentially keeping it and taking off is enough to yeah. slow down pass rushers. So even if you're running some kind of jet sweep play action or if you're running a play action with Tyson Williams or or Latavius Murray or whoever it is, there was very little that happened that slowed down Ngakwe and Max Crosby. And, you know, like whether it was the like the actual play itself or the design in which, you know, you have your tight end chip. Uh, Crosby or or at least one of them like slow one of them down physically if you're not going to do it mentally with uh, with an option or a play action right one-on-one Ronnie Stanley and Alejandro Villanueva did not stand a chance uh, against those two because one they're both pretty talented pass rushers two they had nothing else to think about except getting to Lamar. Like there, there was no doubt in their mind that like going right at Lamar was the correct thing to do because there wasn't enough deception involved and, yeah. and there wasn't enough, uh, there weren't enough other factors to slow them down. And, you know, that is on the play calling itself. Like you said, um, there's nothing to slow them down. And there's also on the tackles ability to consistently win um it was not good like you said i mean stanley's probably playing hurt the whole game based on how he looked yeah um villanueva had some good reps but mostly pretty uh pretty badly beaten um and and and, you know we had we had our our running backs missing you know pass pro pickups uh, especially on, on the last fumble, I think, I believe it was Tyson Williams who, who missed that block on, on Carl Nassib. So uh, in general, the edge protection was not great. Um, in the middle, probably a little bit better, but um, it's it's not going to be good uh, with, with now Stanley likely missing some time, filling away but moving back over to left tackle and um, – Pat McCarry coming McCary. to play right oh. tech. Yeah, so uh, – and the, the Chiefs are no slouches at pass rush either. I mean, they have Frank Clark, who's a beast. It it might get a little ugly for, for a bit until they're they're able to figure some things out. Next week – One of our, Next week may be our rating yeah. against the Chiefs. The, the rating yeah, for Ravens yeah. fans is going to be, oh, 17 and over for sure. I mean – Children probably shouldn't. I'm not looking forward to it. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's going to get bad. One of our one of our um, contingencies with with Villanueva at right tackle and and if he was going to do well or not was very dependent on him not having to pass block that much and having edge defenders thinking about that running game and let, allowing him to run block a little bit more. Uh, and, and when you have this kind of script, it immediately and directly works against him. And uh, now flip that over to left tackle. And that's, that's not going to be great. Um, it, it's, it's, 
going to be very interesting. And, and we we just said right before we started recording the podcast, if you're Lamar Jackson, you got to go sign this contract before the game on Sunday. Get that guaranteed yeah. money and, and lock in, yeah. lock in some of this guaranteed money because um, this could this could be a, a a concerning stretch of games coming up. Massively concerning for his health and well being and. Any chance of the Ravens having any? Well, I shouldn't say that. They they might be able to come back, but I mean the. It, but it's still going to be a season-defining stretch of games. Um, mm-hmm. Whether the Ravens are able to eventually come out of this stretch and you know still be a playoff team or not, this is going to be where the Ravens certainly earn their medal for the season. Um, it's man, or show their metal rather. I, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's tough. The offensive line is going to be in a really tough spot, and and now you start to look back, like you know, should we have traded Orlando Brown Jr.? Should we have taken a tackle instead of? But you know, I Ben Mason, and, you know, because if we didn't, we wouldn't have a Dafe Owe who is one of our positives and is going to be a dominant member of our defense for years to come. So at this point, I think we can confidently say that, you know, that was the way to go. We weren't going to give Orlando Brown the contract he got from the Chiefs. This was the time to move him. It sucks that that was the time to move him. But I I can't look at that as a negative. I'm, I mean, I know, that, I know it sucks. I can, I can look at, the decision of saying, okay, Villanueva is our guy um, and not having yeah. a better swing option than McCary. You know, if you want to start looking right. at moves to question, I think those are the moves to question, not trading Orlando Brown. Because yeah, that, made, yeah, too, that made too much sense for the long term and the short term. Um, but the the choices made to fill that spot or where you go. Hmm. Now that said, we've right. also got the potential for Jawan James later in the season. So that's not something that's anywhere close to being, you know, an option for us. But as we get to the end of the season, if we're able to patchwork things together long enough, he might be someone that could be a realistic possibility. But on the other side of things, can only activate three guys from IR. So we have so many guys on there now. I mean, think about it. We'll use two of them with just Bateman and Boyle. Yeah, and that and that was the expanded rule too. Yeah. Right, being able to be able normally you put somebody on IR and you only can get what one guy back or maybe it's two, and they added three. You know, (laughs) um, so the Ravens really are screwed. The more guys go on IR, the more guys can't come back. So I mean, so that even adds more to the. Westry and Stanley conversation, and maybe that's why Stanley didn't go on IR because they knew that they would need to have to bring too many guys back. Mm-hmm. But you look at Westry now, and you go, okay, well, there's 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 an inactive, 
okay, Stanley, there's an inactive. And how's Wolf feeling? You know, is he going to be inactive? You know, some of these other guys, Jimmy Smith. And you start thinking, okay, our inactive list is now jumping up really quick, along with our IR list. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a busy uh, it's a busy time on the injury list uh, yeah. in Baltimore. Not definitely not what you want. But look, yeah. I will say this: um, there there are worse things. I and I never want to root for a bad season. So I'm not sitting here saying I wish this would be happening. But the worst thing that could happen to us, let's say some other injuries happen. If somehow we end up with a top 10 pick because of it, like the Niners did last year or whatever, because they had such a crazy season with injuries, they're worse things. I mean, it's, it's, it's awful that I'm certainly don't want that, but you know, they're, they're worse things than to give Eric DaCosta that much more of a draft kitty. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And, and like a million fourth round picks. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not willing to go there yet. Top ten pick. Um, I don't know. I think well, this coaching I, staff. I'm not really and, and as long as you have Lamar this, standing, it's true. I just it, it's the offensive line that makes me nervous right now. And and that's yeah, really. And, and, I certainly feel like the defense. Yeah, they had a they had a rough first week in a lot of respects, but I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to solidify things a bit. I mean, Peters is gonna hurt. I don't know that we're yeah, going to be able to have the, the turnovers in the back that we normally would expect just because he was such a such a turnover machine. But, you know, that said, I think I think the defense certainly still has a lot of a lot of promise and very well could carry us in certain parts of the season. There's no question. They they certainly have that kind of talent. Mm-hmm. But that I just don't see I just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel on the offensive line without us making trades for, for a right tackle or something like that. You know, if we yeah. Think. So maybe, maybe we can talk about some acquisitions or something. Um, I read that the Ravens brought in Foster Sorrell. He was, he was in camp uh, with the Ravens. I believe they had uh Schofield visit again. Um, so again, like not like, great options um yeah the chiefs the chiefs last year released mitchell schwartz who is not playing football right now so it would take him some time to get up to speed but he's a proven tackle that might be amenable to coming out of retirement or i guess he hasn't retired yet but like he might be amenable to coming to a team that you know potentially could contend but you know it depends so I mean, and and the other thing to remember is, uh, you know, the Ravens just restructured Marlon Humphrey's contract to to squeeze out some more cap space, but there's not that much cap space, and that's a problem yeah. when when you have this many Major injuries. Problem. You got to sign vets, you know, to try to to try to stay competitive immediately instead of signing some uh, a bunch of young guys. And I'll be honest, who I may don't not be able think, to contribute, but I mean, I guess signing Lamar would potentially give us some kind of cap room, right? Potentially. I mean, what's his cap number as a it's it's fourth year for, guy? For I was going to say it can't be that for thirty high. second thirty second pick. It's not all that high, yeah. Um, um, but so if he goes he down to like, you know, sometimes with cap numbers they can, you know, that once they sign and everything goes to, um, 
bonus money and all that stuff, they can finagle it down to like a $1 million cap number or $500,000 or, you know what I mean? Whatever the league minimum. Yeah. So his cap, his cap hit this year is only stuff. 3 million. Okay. So I mean, they so there's like get like two million dollars or something like that, but they're not gonna, they're probably not gonna save some kind of there, or they definitely won't save a ton of money on the gap with Lamar. Yeah. So uh, the do- the dollars are hard to find right now. Yeah. Which is which is not ideal for this situation. Um, it's 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 a hard problem, and you know, definitely some missteps by edc maybe not not uh bolstering the depth a little bit um you know we got rid of some some interior offensive linemen via trade but you know the tackle depth forever has been not there and it was never really addressed and maybe they messed up and and you know as much praise as we give the front office like it seems like they did not uh, prepare for this. You know what this reminds me of somewhat is it's not quite at that level yet, certainly, because it's not like it's not like Stanley's out for the year right now. But it reminds mm-hmm. me of 2001. Ravens win the Super Bowl. You know, we let Priest Holmes go to the Chiefs because Jamal was going to be the guy. And then Jamal gets hurt on the first carry of training camp. And we had no real viable backup options and went through the season with Jason Brookins and Terry Allen. Man, I was just trying to think of Terry Allen's name. I mean, that was pretty terrible. Now, you can also look at that same, same season. And the other big signing we had outside of Elvis Gerback was Leon Searcy, who mm-hmm. was going to be our right tackle, and he was going to be amazing. And he never even played it down because he blew his bicep or something and right. was out for the year. So, I mean, you start thinking about, you know, some of the, you know, some of the things we're looking at right now. It's not quite to that level because we're not seeing injuries specifically on the offensive line but as far as offensive line impact to that season or or you know player loss of player impact to that season you could certainly equate Orlando Brown to Priest Holmes and you know it's just Villanueva is Jason Brookins right now or Terry Allen probably is a better example um yeah it wasn't wasn't a great showing uh no from, from our guy but uh yeah there's much left to be desired who knows maybe a little trip back over to the left side helps him out but i i can't imagine it'll look pretty i don't know against man. the chiefs reason. there were a lot of Steelers fans real happy to see him go and real happy to see him land with the ravens so I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that now, and I'm not terribly excited about what that prospect may mean. Um, yeah, seems like a stand-up guy generally. I think you know. I, I I think there were some interesting political missteps recently on his part, but you know, outside of that, 
you know, I think he's a certainly a, a generally stand-up individual, and you have to give him a lot of respect. But as far as the his play on the field right now, he may be past his past his uh, best use date, as it were. Yeah, definitely, definitely possible. Um, but let's move on. Let's let's see what else. Um, I want to have a conversation about my guy, uh, Mark Andrews. Um, I was just looking at his career splits between wins and losses, and he is a guy that really pours it on in the wins. And it seems like every loss that the Ravens have, uh, he's the guy that teams take away. And you know, so when he is when he's playing in a win. It's been 33 wins that he's had. He's had 119 catches for 1,726 yards, which is 14 and a half yards per catch, 16 touchdowns, 70% catch rate, and um, 52 yards a game. In losses, he's lost 13 times. He's had uh, 40 catches for just for 399 yards and four touchdowns. Um, 30 yards a game. And I just, I just don't know, like the way that the, like the, the Ravens were taking away Waller, right? He was, he was fairly shut down in the first half and then got loose in the second half. I wonder what it is that doesn't allow Mark Andrews to get loose like that. Like, what, like, what is it? Like, I mean, we had our I wide think receivers it, playing well. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I like. it's play calling. I think it's play design. I think it's how they're taught to do certain things within the scheme of the offense. Um, but at the same time, Lamar also said something about how they've been triple. They've been, they were triple covering Mark as soon as, as soon as he signed his contract. So I, I think. In this particular point, I think the Raiders made it a point and did a better job, Ravens did, of taking Mark Andrews out of the game versus what we did against Waller. Um, so I somewhat give a little bit of hats off to to the Raiders, but on the other side of it, you know, you have to delve into that comment a little bit more from Lamar. I think there were there may have been some points where maybe if Lamar had forced the issue, he might have been able to get it to Mark Andrews for a first down or maybe a bigger play, but he was choosing yeah. to check down to some other receivers who at times were making the play. So I mean, you can't you can't be too upset about that. Um I I I still fault and rightly or wrongly, I'm still going to fault Greg Roman because, to me, our scheme is still not what it needs to be, and the play calling is suspect. And maybe the scheme is fine, but the play calling is suspect, and I don't really understand the issues. I think, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the wide receiver play. I, I definitely have to, you know, you go to Keith Williams and T. Martin and say, thank you. Please. Please stay here for the rest of your careers. But I we need we need somebody else calling the play. I, I, I really more and more 
I, I am frustrated by it. I don't like being the guy that is always like fire the offensive coordinator. I feel like I'm becoming that guy. But Greg Roman has had that issue everywhere he's gone. He's a fantastic coordinator calling the run game and building an offense around the run game. He's brilliant at that. But there's a reason why guys like Terrell Owens, even though Terrell Owens is a nut job, there's a reason why those guys really didn't like working with Greg Roman. It's because his passing schemes are just not what they need to be for an NFL offense. Yeah, and and I tend to agree with you. I think it is like a like a design kind of thing because of course in in years past you could say like yeah, they took away Andrews but there was nobody to threaten the defense on the outside. So like yeah, they could continue to take away Andrews with limited penalty for for doing that. But in this game in which Watkins and uh, Hollywood were, were threatening and were getting the ball, and they still took away Andrews to the to the degree that they did, uh, is, is concerning to me uh, because like you have to be able to get your best player the ball yeah. or, or one of your best players. I don't or, know if you're willing to say Mark Andrews that. is our best I pass catcher. But but think about it too. On on top of that, well, okay, if Mark Andrews is why won't we feeding Hollywood more or Sammy Watkins? You know, I that's the other end of it. It's like, you know, what let's look at their targets here. And and maybe I'm maybe I'm not giving it enough credit. Okay, Marquise Brown was targeted six times for six catches. Six times for six catches. He had one rush for five yards, which was a crap play, if I recall correctly. You know, not any kind no, of the, exciting yeah. trickery. You know, yeah, so jet sweep. The Chris Chris Brown, the Chris Moore special. Right, know. exactly. And then you've got say, okay, Sammy Watkins was targeted eight times and only got the ball four. I, I, it, it's I just don't. Now, maybe some of it was because Lamar was running for his life and he had no time. I'm sure that's a big reason why. But still, Hollywood should have been targeted more than six times in the ballgame. Why aren't we feeding him? Why aren't we creating the plays that another offensive mind would create for the weapons that we have on this offense? It, it it boggles my mind that we continue to seemingly stall on that end of things. And maybe, it, you know, I, we're obviously feeling crappy. It was a crappy loss, prime time, in front of the world, and all the injuries deadly. in the world are happening. You know, so obviously the sky is falling. But I, we need better from Greg Roman. Bottom line. I yeah. Don't feel one, one like of the things the, the game plan was anywhere close to what it should have been on offense. 
Yeah, one, Sorry, one of the things on. that um, I, I want to build upon that you said was when, you know, Andrew seemed to be open and, and Lamar would check it down. There were a lot of situations, a lot of times where Lamar kind of pump faked or like, you know, was about to throw it, but pulled it down and then, you know, and then, you know, fired it the second time. And that's a big concern to me uh, because we did see that at times last year in in uh, some of Lamar's not as spectacular performances. It was when it seemed like Lamar was trying to do too much. And in, in in the situation in which, like, he's having to run for his life every single play, I get it because you're not you're not trying to be Superman. But every time you drop back, you have to be Superman. So you get into that mode yeah. where you you start to try to do too much because you have to do too much. And, you know, there were times and, and I, you know, I, I've seen some clips on Twitter and things like that where Andrews is just sitting wide open in the middle of the yeah. zone. And, you know, Lamar pulls it down and checks it down or, or Lamar pulls it down and and takes off. And it, it's hard when you're getting rushed every single play yeah. and you have to you have to do crazy things like that. But we saw in, in the MVP season and even last year, Lamar is at his best when he is decisive, when he is quick, when he is convicted and that conviction just isn't there when you have to like pull the ball down and then like try to force it in or you know look for that second throw if the conviction is there on the first throw attempt is is I guess is how I'll say it you know that's when Lamar's at his best and and I do like that he was going through all his progressions and and working around the field but that's not necessarily what I'm referring to here and what I'm referring to here is when he just like gets nervous or like tries to do too much and pulls the ball down because he's getting rushed like a madman. And that's another place where the offensive line play comes into play and helping the offensive line protect Lamar comes into play. So uh, I think it all comes a little full circle. Um, You know, if that means throwing fewer pass catchers onto the field to give Lamar a little bit of time um, to, to, you know, connect with maybe only sending three receivers out, then, that might be an adjustment that has to be made and, and Lamar take off when you got to take off and, and we'll see what happens instead of, Hey, go run for your life and make something happen. Yeah. It, it, there oh, need to be okay. adjustments. Yeah. There definitely need to be adjustments. We got to hope that, that they're making those this week. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a, an ex- incredibly tall task to expect them to, to beat the chiefs this week or really to even, Put up a whole lot of a fight. Now, that said, look, there was that game a few years ago where we had no business being in the game with the Chiefs, and Lamar was Lamar, and mm-hmm. it was exciting. Was so, that the one in Kansas City? Yeah. It was You're like one of his about, first yeah. starts, I think, right? And he mm-hmm. just was amazing. And, you know, I think, you know, it's certainly possible that that he can – put on that type of a show um that's what's going to be needed for sure uh i don't that's that's like always expecting michael jordan to be michael jordan so let's hope yeah let's hope lamar you know i mean he's certainly going to be pissed off about his performance this week i mean he certainly didn't have a terrible game i'm sure the two fumbles are eating him up um Mm -hmm. 
And I think those were also a a function of him trying to do too much. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Having having to do too much. And being harried so much throughout the game. And everything about... um, I, I, you can't look. I mean, Lamar's going to have games where, unfortunately, he turns the ball over. Every quarterback does. He's going to fumble the ball. He's a running quarterback. Um, it just, it was just a shame it happened. Otherwise, he had a pretty damn good game. I mean, he had over 300, over 300 all purpose yards, um, you know, 86 rushing yards. I mean, once again, he leads the team in rushing. You know, um, mm-hmm. and generally so, those those kind of stats are the ones that equate to wins, like 300 yeah. all-purpose yards, two touchdowns. But it's the two fumbles. Yeah. It was 14, 13 points off of the those two turnovers. Um, exactly. That that were the killer. And you know they had two fourth quarter scores to to take the lead, and you know they did a lot of right things despite everything we just talked about. Yeah. They did enough to win. So maybe let's flip it over to the defense because we've gone on about the offense for a long time. Uh, pretty overall disappointing performance. Um, individually, I think we had some really high hopes for Justin Matabike that didn't really come to fruition. Um, no. I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to look exactly why that didn't happen, but he didn't flash as much as we were expecting. Um, the... The safety play was a little bit up and down. I think Deshaun Elliott, maybe not his best game either. No. And, you know, that showed up in the run game and in in the air. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just a lot of things went wrong. Uh, Tavon, Tavon Young had a couple uh, penalties called game. against him. And then, yeah, and then, you know, he didn't really play all that much in the second half after those penalties. So it was, I mean, it was just like the wrong things happening at the wrong time that that ended yeah. up uh allowing the, the the Raiders to to win this. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other thing we need to and, and I guess this should have been part of the positives. But look, this was opening night of a brand new pretty awesome stadium in Las Vegas of all places. For the mm-hmm. Raiders, which honestly, the whole idea of Las Vegas having the Raiders, I think, is so stupid. And I feel for people <laughs> in Oakland and all of that. I mean, you know, being the former Colts, you know, not that I ever old enough to root for the Colts, but obviously with that whole bit, you know, it, it's just hard for me to to really appreciate any of that. But um, at least let me put it this way: without like leave the Ra- I know the Raiders are the Raiders, but if a team ever goes back to well, whatever we can, we don't have to go down that road. But with all that magic, you know, of opening this brand new stadium and this this new place, Bruce Buffer, pumping yeah, everybody Bruce up. Buffer, which I thought was lame, but you liked quite a bit. I, you know, I thought it was sick. I love Bruce Buffer. Yeah, I his well, like intro to the UFC fights. Yeah, see, I'm not a UFC guy, awesome. so you know, and I don't really I watch, think, but I watch just his intros. Yeah, it doesn't. He doesn't do it for me. I mean, it's time. I think yeah, it's awesome. see, that is lame for me. I mean, just because I know that his brother, you know, and he's, you know, let's get ready to rumble. You know, I mean, that. Yeah. That. So, so it's just, it's time. Like that's lame. Like, like, are you kidding me? You're just trying to be your brother. Like, whatever. But it, you know, that's well, his own catchphrase. 
I guess so. I, I <laughs> whatever. It's it's he's not my guy. He loves to spread this way. He's not my guy. Probably just jealous deep down because I would love to be that guy. But yeah. you know, I, I don't know it. anything I, else I was, about I him. Just, he might be like, like a total I jerk. I would want more. I guess is my thing. I like I want more. It's just like okay, what? Like what? Like give me something more. Like like at least let's get ready to rumble. Add like a. But, you know what I mean? There's like a bit more. Like he does that. Really? I don't know. Whatever. I just it's never impressed me. What can I say, man? What can I agree? Say? Agree to disagree. Yeah. And and fans, I hope you're enjoying this this uh, critique of uh, of announcers here tonight. But but anyway, yeah, you, you know, often, it, oftentimes of you'll get a oftentimes you'll get like a. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <go> <laughs> I was going to say, oftentimes you'll get like a review of a national anthem, and we're talking yeah. about Bruce Buffer. <laughs> yes. Which buffer? Which buffer do you prefer? And you know, and honestly, right. it's probably a generational thing. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, what, ten years older than you, give or take. So it's probably yeah, maybe, the, maybe. You yeah. know, I'm just used to listening to Michael Buffer, and and you know, mm-hmm. Bruce Buffer is more of a thing now, I guess. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, but you know, point being is the magic was on the side of the Raiders. You know, so there are some games. It took a long time to get to that point, but did, yes, I agree. It did take a long time. We <laughs> both we both digressed quite a bit in different different ways there. So, anyhow, <laughs> you know, just like you know, think of big games that you would have wanted. You know, when Cal broke the streak, you know, the Orioles are meant to win that game. You know. Right. Um, all those kind of things, you know, when big moments happen, the home team should win. It's, I mean, it sucks, but if the shoe were on the other foot, it, you know, that's how we'd prefer it in, in, a, in a ceremonial game of that sort. So congrats to the Raiders, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the stadium looked awesome. Uh, it did. From, from from the panning shots, um, Rando lame announcers aside, and yeah, I thought Steve Aoki was a weird fit, but whatever. Uh, let's. See. Although, hey, actually, we speaking of national anthem critiques, did you see Gladys Knight? I, you know, man, this is gonna sound really bad, but I was still getting ready, and I had the TV on mute during the national anthem. That's okay. So. No, that's all right. It was, it was, I, I don't want to say it, it sound like it was bad because it was actually pretty kind of good, but it was different. And it was almost like Gladys Knight was like, just grab that old Casio keyboard and put it on a Calypso beat. <laughs> and I'm going to jam here for a minute with the national anthem. <laughs> So it was just this like you know from like the keyboard and you're kind of like what is going on and then she started kind of like grooving and in the end it was kind of cool 
but as it started, I was like, oh, Gladys, what the hell what is are we this? getting into here? And it actually worked out. And God bless her, because she's got to be like 90 or something. But she was, uh, it was pretty cool, actually. I, I need to, I need to like find it on YouTube and watch it back. Because I'll admit it, I haven't watched it back since. But it was like one of those where you're kind of like, I'm not sure if this is good. I'm not sure if this is bad, but it's something. You know, <laughs> it's something. Yeah, I, I got to go back and find it. I, yeah, I saw his Gladys Knight. I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't, you know, much like Steve Aoki. I was like, I haven't thought about even this name in a long time. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know where we're where. We yeah. Are in our discussion. Do we even want so, to whatever. Let's talk, let's talk Chiefs, Chiefs. man. I mean, I yeah. think, you know, it's going to be ugly. That's my prediction. You know, we're going to lose. Yeah, I think at least we're going to have an 0 At least two a two-score game. Going to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I think at least a two-score game. It, it's, I mean, I I would hope, even after this week of, like, a lot of bad things happening, that M&T Bank is rocking uh, first home game with fans with, with a full capacity um, yeah. in a long time against a big-time uh, adversary in the Chiefs. I hope that it's rocking. You know, a lot of other big talk has been about uh, Wink Martindale blitzing all the time. And, you know, that'll be interesting to see if he makes any adjustments after Mahomes seemingly year after year has picked apart the blitzes. Uh, But well, you know what? I feel like we've got some guys that should be able to generate their own pass rush this year between Houston and Owe and Dalen Hayes. I know. Um. Yeah, I think so. So well, Houston I don't know. I think was very interesting did. to me. He did a little bit of schemed pass rush. Um, yeah. For him, I thought Houston had a very interesting performance. Um, some some pretty good. Like the first sack uh, was was essentially forced by him uh, on a really nice move. I think the Raiders were paying him a lot of attention. And I'll be interested to see if the Chiefs do so as well. If if everybody anticipates Houston being the number one rusher or like the best rusher, like who can make them pay on the other side? Yeah. Because I also noticed Bowser dropping into coverage quite a bit, not not you know strictly rushing a passer. Not that he always strictly rushes passer, but you know he's playing off the ball quite a bit that I noticed. Um, and and hat tip to Mike, uh, he he's the one that pointed it out to me, but. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see if they adjust Bowser's usage any in this Yeah, game. I mean, he was definitely someone I don't want to say I was disappointed by Bowser necessarily because I didn't pay attention to him a ton. But I was definitely, I definitely didn't see him around the ball a whole lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, maybe maybe uh, get Matabike loose a little bit. Uh, that would be fun. Get him, get him up to that hype level that everybody's looking forward to. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think even before the season, I had a loss here to the Chiefs. I think that ends up being true. Um, I think the Ravens lose this game, start going two, but then got the Lions and maybe a winnable game in Week Three to get back on track. Um, I, I don't really even want to throw a score out there because I have no idea. I think it'll be at least two scores that the Chiefs win by. But as long as we have number eight, uh, we got a chance. We do. I mean, I I don't want to say it. It all hope is lost, but I I don't I don't expect much. Mm. 
All right. Well, I mean, at least <laughs> I hope you. I, I I hope you had fun recording this. I hope you guys had fun listening. Uh, I know we're we're being a little bums, bummers. I think it was cathartic. I think so. I think I think we. I think at I least for us, to say a lot of this out loud. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I certainly did. I certainly did. You know, outside okay. of seeing some of my neighbors and shaking our heads at each other, cursing under our breath, this is the first time I've truly been able to fully express my frustration so i think um yeah i, I think it's good to talk about your feelings yes sir. good to talk about your feelings and we nice, have to man. do that and that's that's a, yeah that was great um with that being said do you want to sign us off well i guess it's another week of Frustration on the injury front for us Ravens fans, but hey, let's try to try to get a little excited here. The Chiefs are coming to town it's Sunday night football, which is always a little bit better than Monday night football. So that's at least good. And, you know, we'll get to see some some good NBC coverage, maybe of the Ravens. They'll have some some interesting packages that will make us go, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that about this player. So, hey. It could be a fun Sunday, even if the Ravens don't play well. So we can still hope for it, but you never know. Anyway, that's a terrible way to go out, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Go Ravens. Go Ravens.